beautiful people across the globe. We just want to welcome you to another edition of D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K, The Kickback, with Sharika, Sabrina, and E.B. What's good, Kickback family? It's your boy E.B. We are here, and you are here because you're listening at this current moment, and you're listening to another episode of one of the world's greatest podcasts. And I say one of because I haven't listened to every podcast, but because you're here, that what makes it great. Because we're here, that is what makes it great. Um, if you hear any, I guess I'll say if you hear any other news, um, it might be dogs barking, it might be cars passing, might be a plane passing by. But it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. All's well that ends well. Outside, you got people watering the lawn. You know, birds are chirping, <laughs> dogs are barking. It's beautiful. Um, that's the words of the one and the only philosopher, Jay Jenkins. Other may know him as Young Jeezy. But it got dogs tripping. It got people still snitching. It got the old lady looking outside her window. It's all types of stuff where I'm recording at at this current moment. But yeah, so that's how we doing. If I had to say a temp, I would say my temp is mid-80s, feeling good, feeling great. Um, all is well in this week's father's finding. Um, I would say, and just because we talked about it pre-recording, childcare is expensive. Mm-hmm. Childcare is about, you know, depending on where you go, especially if you want top-notch care for your child, you're looking at, you know, for some people, mortgage prices for some, um, rent prices for some, audio budget prices. And you just got to <laughs> figure it out. Um, I know sometimes we, we we frown and we wonder why so many people are stay-at-home parents, whether that be mother or father, or sometimes why people wonder why kids are staying extra times or extra moments at grandparents' house or cousin's house. It's because, you know, at a few of the places we've looked at, they're ranging from about 1200 to 1800 a month. Um, and most of you, if you don't know, I work for a nonprofit, and I can tell you that my salary on a mortgage and on child care just don't suffice. Um, so again, I say it, and I say it all the time. If you know anybody who's hiring remote, hey, <laughs> your boy is looking. Your boy is looking. Send me, send them to me to, too. Me yes, too. come to me, come to Sharika, come to whoever. <laughs> Just holler at us because y'all always saying, "Oh, when are you and Judith gonna have a child?" Yeah, but y'all ain't telling nobody about this. <laughs> at least give people the heads up. Be like, "Hey, I think you should have a child because child children are amazing." But child care prices are ridiculous. They're out of the wazoo. But yeah, that's how I'm feeling right now. Um, or at least kick in on the child care. If you want them to have the kids, then you need to, you know, throw a little on the child care. And if you're going to throw a little, I need I need it consistent. <laughs> we need it every month. Like, or, at least, like, or at least sign up for a month. For, we, you can cover a month. Or you, yeah. Not cover, sign up like, for a plan. Got to sign up for it. There we like, I need, like, just think about that. You're talking twelve to eighteen hundred. Y'all encouraging people to go have kids. And one of the places that we really like, um, and we you guys heard her. If you're a long time listener of the podcast, you've heard her. We we really want her to go to where our sister Maggie goes to, not only because of who Maggie is to us, but also just the facilities and stuff that they teach um from their infants up till they get into VPK is just phenomenal. And you can see the learning curves, you can see the things that are on the walls within the classroom. It was interesting to even hear Maggie throughout the tour of say how everything that they do is kind of in-house. They're not necessarily promoting the outside world, like when it comes to like Disney or Nickelodeon with your kids, because if you want to do that as a parent, that's great. But there's so many other innuendos in those shows and in those mm. um, cartoons that are not healthy for 
um, brain development by scholars and educators and stuff like that. So you sit there and be like, hey, if y'all want to commit to one month, um, I just need 12 people. I don't need a lot. Just 12. Actually, I need 10 because I've already committed to two or four. We already discussed with two or three of the child care facilities that we were looking at that he will stop in May and he'll resume in August because we're going to find a way to save some money. And I'm just thinking like, we'll probably save anywhere between three to $5,000 depending on date wise, just him hanging out with me at, at, at camp during the summer. Unless, like I said earlier, at, at, at the top of the morning of the podcast, if you got a remote job and then he'll be at the house and we won't have to worry about any child care because he'll just be kicking it. Um, because a lot of work, like I mentioned, is a lot of either the quick conversations or email responses. There is not like heavy machinery moving around when you're working from home outside of your yourself, if you can that child care, depending on where you want to go, if you want quality service, you're looking at anywhere between $1,200 to about $2,000 a month. And that's that's wild. Um, so, yeah, that's where oh, I'm at. Sharika, Sabrina, how y'all feeling? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Um, it, my temp is um, 84. Um, no, I'm just here loving life, you know, just, just enjoying my life and working hard and preparing and studying. That's what my life has really been about. That's pretty much it. Um, just doing the best I can. I'm here, y'all. In my mind, I was like, isn't there a song that's like, I'm here, but that's not it. I'm thinking of the song that says, isn't there a song that's like, I'm good, the way you walk, the way you talk, something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, yeah, Nelly. Oh, oh I'm Nelly? Or at J-Lo. Oh, it's I'm real. It's I'm yeah. real. I don't know where I got good from. Nelly, it's, um, um, it's J-Lo and uh, Ja Rule. Yes. Okay. Listen, that was a time with music. Really a time was, was had. Yes, Ja Rule was on everybody's track. Yes. he re- Listen, make that money. <laughs> Wait, does Ja Rule have kids? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so there you go. He said, listen, y'all know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, My temp is honestly, okay, physically, I am cold. I'm in Rhode Island. And when I first got here, the first couple of days, it was between 31 and 39 degrees. So very much feeling cold. But, uh, my overall temp is giving like 70. I'm feeling very good. I'm feeling excited. Happy Marines Day to my husband and all the Marines out there. And happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. And happy bring your husband to the office day. I can't say bring your husband to work day because my company is so vast that sometimes certain colleagues in certain states have off and other ones don't. So shout out to my Rhode Island colleagues. They don't have to be in the office today, but the rest of us are working. My team definitely had their regular meeting and I definitely have my regular things that people are expecting me to do. Mm. So I'm working. We had a great uh, meeting this week. One of my main responsibilities, I just finished the last of it. And the CEO was so pleased that she took a little selfie with me and my intern. And I'm like, okay, not me and one of America's most powerful. Well, she was voted for the third year in a row, America's most powerful businesswoman. But if you meet her, very down to earth, very humble. And I just feel very thankful to be in a space that I never thought I could be in. But you know, what does the word tell us this and greater will do? Mm-hmm. Not to like miss, like misconstrue the word. I know some of y'all out there be like, Sabrina, it wasn't the context of your life. I get it. But I'm claiming mm-hmm. that for my life um, okay. in Jesus name. So I'm feeling just excited uh, that this first little because really it'll be a year for me. January 3rd, a year of work went well in this new position. 
weekend. And I feel thankful that my husband had the time to take up in the weekend with me. It can be hard because I don't come back home until like the 18th. I'm gone for a long time because my team's um, annual meeting together in person from all over the country, we come and we're together next week. So it didn't make sense for me to like fly home on a Friday just to fly back on a Sunday to be ready for Monday. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be gone so long. So we are getting to see three states this weekend, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. So I'm excited to knock those off of our little goal list to see all 50 states. That'll be pretty neat, but it is cold. Uh, One of my coworkers who lives in Brooklyn, he's actually my supervisor, good old Kyle, was like, Sabrina, this little coat, he was like overkill. And I was like, Kyle, yes, I'm from Florida, (laughs) but also it's 31 degrees. Like they're just trying to joke like I'm from Florida. Is there a version of 31 that isn't cold? Sharika, you're from up north. Tell me. I mean, 31 is cold. Not the cold is overkill. It's cold. And then people also <laughs> have different people's body temperatures be different. Some mm-hmm. people get colder than others. So, you know, listen, as long as you're warm and he, you ain't begging him for his coat, he should be. <laughs> okay, period. And I wasn't. I literally uh, was just, <laughs> I have this blue coat that has a little fur on it, but it's so warm. Um, Very much so warm. So, that's how I'm doing. I feel that was very long, but I do have a quick little update as far as uh, Sharika's sorority. Um, I was told by one of the founding members that I am saying the name wrong. The first part of the abbreviation is evidently said quickly. I've been saying PBSG and she's like, no, it's PBSG. So I guess that's y'all saying. (laughs) Um, Also, it's because y'all don't quite have the motto and you know, all the colors and all that figured out, but I still have hope for you guys. Absolutely do. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And um, EB, if you really do start a page for EJ, let me know. Because when I tell you EB's baby is the sweetest and cutest, like, I feel mm-hmm. like babies usually are like, don't take me from my mom. I'm just, you know, I'm just wanting to be with the parents. But EB's son let me hold him. And I like my heart was just busting. So I don't even know how EB is with us today. I told Judith. All I would be able to do is just sit and look at the baby like all day because it's such a miracle and he's so beautiful. <laughs> he is. He's the cutest. Mm-hmm. I say, speaking of that, Sabrina, did you ever get those pictures from Judith? I did, which is crazy because oh, okay. I didn't I even know she sure. was taking any pictures. Off guard is like, the best. Yeah. Okay. Well, can she send mine because I haven't got mine? <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I didn't get mine. I didn't want to ask, but since she's sending pictures, can she send mine? <laughs> okay, Sharika, she got you. She got you. He was. He is the cutest. And then when He's I was so holding cute. him, he was, I'm like, he is definitely E.B. and Judith's son because they were watching the football game and my boy was on there. He was, his eyes was to the TV, just <laughs> like theirs. I said, oh, he is about this already. Listen, intelligent. I was telling E.B. his little eyes, like, look everywhere all the time. He's like, not no slow leak, as we say in the South, like, he's smart. Mm-hmm. That boy was watching football. I said, no, he not. Mm-hmm. He sure was. He is so cute. Yeah. I want my pictures too, please. <laughs> and EB, you said last episode that you was going to get me with my picture of the week and I did not get that either. So listen, I'm just collecting today. <laughs> yes, you pretty are. Sure I, got, I got you. Collecting my desk uh, <laughs> in picture um, form. Hilarious. Not to take over Sharika's session, section or session, but I have a quick little teaser hot topic that I am just curious y'all's opinion about. And no, I didn't prep them kickbackers. So this is just off the cuff. 
especially mm-hmm. since I just brought up I'm Real and how we really had a time with our 90s R&B classics. How are we feeling about the run back of Nelly and Ashanti? Are we Uh-oh. for it? Are we against it? Yes. You know, um, go, go EB. Go yes, you go, go EB. Oh, for me, it's simple. It's like, it's always those... I can say it's always. It seems at times where those who are in love, right, find a way to rekindle that love um, many years later. Where you're like, oh, I didn't even know this was still a thing. Where mm-hmm. you know people go off, they sep- I guess you say, and I say separate. People end up doing their own thing. They go their separate ways, and then they find a way to tie back in. I think. Um, for me, at least, I would hope that it's not just a gimmick or a phase on either of the mm-hmm. end. Like, oh, like, hey, we, you know, we got this nostalgia um, or we got this old history. So let's just kick it just to kick it. Um, but I think they actually, and I don't really say this. And I say I don't say this often about people just because I'm like, what makes a good couple? Like, I don't know their personalities, but they look good together. Um, they look so happy. They seem like, I was just about to say, they seem to be very, very happy and joyful around one another. So mm-hmm. I think for me, that's the kudos. But we also know that looks can be deceiving, right? Like mm-hmm. people can be super happy on the outside and then on the inside. Um, they're internally, they're miserable and they want no parts to do with that other person. And they were just putting on. Um, so I hope inside and outside, I hope that they're doing great. But I'm here for it. Like keep, keep being great. Keep showing the world. Um, what love could could look like. You know, I'm the run back queen. I have ran it back with the same man, so <laughs> I am not here to judge. But, well, you know, I don't run back to all things, but to the one that matters, I ran it back. So, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for the second chance at love. Maybe this is like you, you know, they say you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Maybe they realize when they were gone, you know, they'll cherish it this time around, and I hope it works out for them, and I hope they're good. Sabrina, I know you ran it back. EB, have, have you and Judith ever broke up? Or y'all I say, like we had a little time where we were just like we don't know if this is forever. Like, and I say broke up. I don't. I don't. I don't know. You would have to ask her. For me, I don't think so because I didn't dabble in <laughs> other people during that time. But it was like maybe two, three weeks, if that. So I, I okay. say no. Um, but like mm-hmm. from that time of that, you know, that spring of 2011 up until now, it's been about the same. Like we've been rocking families. Like we knew each other. Families knew each other. Like it was never like, oh, I'm not talking to him or don't talk to her. This, okay. that, the third. So no, not really. Okay. All right, Evie, spoken just like a man who knew that was the love of his life. He was like, I mean, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can be on your little silent. You can be on your little but you was always gonna be mine so it is what it is i love that mm-hmm. <laughs> that answer was everything he was like that's, uh, no. that's funny that's that reminds me of what Kev on stage said about his wife. They were like, "Oh, did y'all break?" He was like, "No, she tried to break up." He said he was coming around to her dorm room and she was talking to her roommate and he she was telling the roommate how she thinks she's gonna break up with him and this that and the other. He was like, I, "I bet you won't." And so he said right. he just told her he told her, "You know what? I give you a, you some space." But he's like, "What we ain't doing is <laughs> right. You got space you need, but uh, you're my girlfriend, so I'm also here for the run back." They were like a little classic couple to me when I was a kid, even when they weren't a couple just because their songs being together. Mm -hmm. But I saw the cutest thing about like what happened with them. And they were saying that there was an interview where she was asked if she could see them getting engaged and she responded enthusiastically. And then when he was asked in a separate interview, he was basically like, well, we're both trying to like get our careers. We're still doing a lot for ourselves. And when she heard his response, evidently it caused tension and they eventually went their separate ways. Which is interesting because it's all about communication and in a relationship, but also 
true comprehension, he could have been just as enthusiastic just saying it different. Like, of course, mm-hmm. one day, but I want to make sure I'm the man I need to be first. Mm-hmm. And I just saw the most interesting little thing about that. And the moral of the story, according to this little post on social media, media is like, you can meet a dope soul, but the timing can be off. Mm-hmm. And y'all can be going at different speeds. And it doesn't mean it's not meant to be or like anything like that. It's just like there's not an understanding. And sometimes the worst thing you can do is meet and an amazing person while you're working out something in yourself, whether that yeah. be your career or your personal life. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that the person is broken. It just means, and this is the part I want to repeat for some of our younger listeners who are like, oh, I'm 25. I'm not. And I remember being a kid and thinking, oh, like my mom, she had most of her kids by the time she was 26. I was like, I'm going to meet my man as soon as college is over. Mary is going to be a, no, that, it doesn't happen that way. That's like mm-hmm. when I was a super young kid. By the time I was a teen, I was like, I ain't getting married. But anyway, <laughs> the moral of it is it just means you are in the season of your goals, not a relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm going to repeat that. This came off social media. This is not my wisdom. You're just in the season of your goals, not a relationship. But if it's meant to be, it'll come back. And I need Nelly and Ashanti to save up the music industry. Well, the style of music that I was really rocking to. And they need to come out with a song that speaks to that. I'm here for it. I will stream it a million times for them. I think they're so cute. <laughs> I want to know how they got back together because I remember a few right. years ago at his um one of, at the what's it, you know what's the thing called the verses they she said they like saw each other he gave her a hug and she was just like oh we hadn't seen I hadn't seen him in years and the hug was just he was just like I gave everybody a hug because she was on our interview and people were like ooh what's going on and she was like. He just gave me a hug and he was like, I was giving everybody a hug. And, and, but so they weren't talking a few years, like a year. Well, that was 2020. So I had to be in the last two or three years. They weren't, they hadn't talked in years. So I want to know what brought them back together. The hug, girl. You can't be letting the hot ex give you no hug, no nothing. Cause golly, that little heart melts and you'll find yourself smiling and then be right back. I definitely think it was the verses and they were both looking so cute. Golly. <laughs> they have both kept it up. They both look very nice and they're oh, yeah. so cute together. Now it's a vibe. He's always been. Mm-hmm. And she's beautiful. So. She sure is, so shout out to them. Shout out to that. And one more thing. Once again, Sharika, I apologize in advance. No, no but need to apologize. Usually the only time I really talk about pop culture and hot topics things is when I'm on the kickback. Other than that, and work has been kicking my behind. So now I'm like, oh, I haven't touched base with Edie and Shriek on this. What is going down with Kiki and her baby daddy? Did y'all hear about this? She just put a restraining yeah, order so out. He, and I didn't even yes, see Edie, tell us what you know. Yes. Yeah. So I, I definitely don't know everything because, of course, and we always say, I think I, think I would agree, I would say, and where I would reckon the three of us would say this is where we're at on most cases with these type of situations. We don't know everything because we're not physically there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then other times we would be like, no, I truly believe this person just because it's kind of get to a point like there's no there's no win game in this, mm-hmm. like as far as this. And like I know we've talked about this a few times on the podcast of like how oftentimes a person will tell their truth, right? Especially um, black women where people won't believe them. Mm. I feel bad for Kiki Palmer where she had to, either her or her team um, had to share 
the visuals of the assault that occurred <gasps> to her. <gasps> they didn't. Yeah, it was so assault. Yeah, so if you look at it, you oh, see his yeah. hands strangling around her neck, and it doesn't look like no. an intimate form. Um, but y'all can oh, Google this; y'all can no, see it. No, no, no. Um, and it doesn't seem oh. like an intimate way. And so this takes me back a little bit further, a couple months ago, where people felt like she was disrespecting their relationship with mm. her little encounter in Vegas with mm. Usher, um, or whatnot, from chilling with him, being on stage, all the dance, all that stuff. And so mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, I don't. I think she may have. Physically in in physical proximity may not have checked out of that relationship, mm. um, but I would reckon verbally, and I would bet my bottom dollar if I was a betting man. If I gambled, I would bet my bottom dollar that emotionally and mentally she was already done with him. Because anytime hey, hey. you physically put your hands on anybody, and this goes to anybody, male, female, kids, adults, teacher, pastors, like anything, like you put your hands on another human being unwillingly there's already going to be some form of blockage with you and that other individual. Now, do we, I think we all, whether it be celebrities or whether it be TV, like um, reality shows, or maybe it's even peers, or maybe it's stories you've heard. Are there people who don't know how to respond to those situations when they are either verbally assaulted or attacked or physically? And they're like, well, why would you stay? Because some people, either one, this is what they saw. So they just repeat the cycle. Like, well, my mom used to get beat up. She always loved my dad or she loved my stepdad or she loved the guys who was in and out of the house or vice versa. Like, they don't know that other option in a sense or that sense of freedom um, that I guess that awaits them to disconnect. Mm. And so in this case, for her to... Um, come out and share her story and give those visuals and put that restraining order out there and fight for full custody of, I want to say seventh or eight month old child. I know it's less than a year. That's all I know. So let me mm-hmm. go with that. But their, their new, their child that they had recently, like I'm all for it. Like there is, there is nothing like, and I'll use Judith, for example, there's nothing Judith could ever say to me that would make me want to physically put my hands on her. Amen. Amen. She could talk about my mama who passed away. She could talk about my brother who passed away. She could talk about me. She can say anything about any. She can like I would say the closest, and I and I don't even think I would hit her. If I'm being honest, I think I would find one of my female cousins or female sisters or my sisters to handle Judith. Uh Oh, not the guns. Yeah, I I know what I would do. The closest, and we it's crazy because me and another coworker, um, and I. Yeah, I think he listened to the podcast, but I don't know for sure, for sure. I know he's listened to a few episodes, but I don't know if he's a consistent listener. But me and Daryl was talking about it the other day. It's like Daryl ain't the listening. Only, <laughs> the, only way, <laughs> the only way that could possibly lead to something of that sort would be if my wife hit my child. And I would be like, mm. what is wrong with you? And it still wouldn't be me hitting her, but it would be mm. me restraining her from that mm. action to stop her from doing it. And then, of course, we both looked at each other, like, kind of in a sense of like, but we know that, at least I, I can't speak for him, but his words were similar to mine, where I think my wife would kill me before she hit my child. Like, I just don't mm. see that happening um, in a sense. And so when I saw it, I was like, ain't no way. And like, mm-hmm. I didn't even have to see the visuals to believe her. Cause I'm like, Oh, maybe this, I said, and, and it sucks that this have to explain it, but I'm like, Oh, this makes more sense with the Usher thing now. I was like, that's why she probably mm-hmm. would be. For me, it makes less sense because it's more terrifying. Like if I'm in a relationship with someone who has no self control and no, mm-hmm. um, emotional, um, regulation and that's healthy, the last thing in my mind, if I'm really that, person who's staying I'm terrified because a lot of those situations escalate to death 
and I'm not even being dramatic. We can look at mm-hmm. the numbers. I feel like at one point earlier this year, almost every month I was hearing about a woman who got shot by an ex or an, a domestic abuser who showed up at their job, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I did not, all I know is I saw on social media that she had applied for full custody. I did mm-hmm. not That's know awesome. about like, I didn't know there are photos. I didn't know she was in a domestic violence situation mm-hmm. until maybe about three hours ago, I guess was getting something else on my personal phone. And then I saw the shade room posted something, an actor from insecure. I didn't even know that Dro on that show, his brother is Kiki Palmer's mm-hmm. baby daddy. Evidently yeah. his brother made an, a Twitter post weeks or a while ago that said like, you know, my brother is really an abusive person. And if a kid is involved, then absolutely the kid needs to be spared. And then her oh, mom. mom. Now, listen, Akila and the B has been out for a while. She's been that girl. She says every cookout. I mean, she's just amazing. But in all these years, she's been famous. I have never heard her caught up in any scandal ever. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen her mom. But when her mom is on social media with a post like uh, this is what's going down. Then I'm like, oh, dang, it'd be your own people. It'd be your own baby daddy. I am like you, Evie. I just can't imagine hitting Doug. Honestly, unless I felt my life was threatened, I would definitely defend myself. You like if Doug was, was coming, if I thought he was about to push me or something, I, you, listen, I'm going to lose. One, never been in a fight. Two, he's so much stronger than me. But I will always defend myself, but not. I won't be the aggressor. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And once I feel like I'm safe, I'm running away. Like I'm not trying to be in a fight really with anybody, but especially not my husband. Like we're mm-hmm. not going to do that. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned that because sometimes I'm like, Oh, Doug, blah, 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 blah. Would you hit me? Da, da, da. And he's like, literally, like, why do you ask? Like I would never. And I can just see in his eyes. He's like, that is so far from his mind. Like he's like you, Evie. I don't think there's anything ever that I could do. I think Doug would punch a wall before he punched me. <laughs> I've never seen him punch a wall for a record, but I have seen him go off on a locker at Bush Gardens. Um, and I think he would definitely like walk out of the house. One time Doug was so annoyed with me because of my mouth. Like my mom said, it's your mouth. I'd just be going on and on in the, in the discussion. Honestly, because in my heart, I'm trying to figure out like what the problem is. It doesn't always come across that like that. But Doug was so annoyed with me. He walked out of the house with no shoes on. And he walked to the corner store and walked back home. I was like, oh, my gosh, babe, do you know how many germs? Like, by the time he got home, we were both laughing because we were like, what is this right now? (laughs) That is so crazy. But, I like, he would do something, like, at that level before Mm -hmm. he would ever. And he wasn't yelling. Doug just gets really quiet. And if I keep talking, he just walks away. <laughs> I prefer that, but I my heart is broken for their family. My heart is broken mm. for their little boy. I'm, you know, no one wants a broken family, but we want the safety of all people yes. first and foremost. And if he's going to hit the mom, it's not he, can, he needs anger management or whatever else he needs. So, yes. sorry, I talked a lot, but Sharika, did you not hear you about did. this? What's your take on it? I did not know that there was a I only thing I literally was scrolling and I just saw that she had asked for is requesting full custody. I'm like, hmm. And that but I didn't even click on it or go too much into it. But that is very sad to me that 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 she's in that situation. And I like I, I didn't know that um who about his brother because she was at an insecure 
rap party and that's how she met him because he was there with his brother and she had was on insecure like you know she did a guest role on insecure so that, but she says she you know that she just met him she thought it was going to be a little you know hookup thing she didn't really think it was going to be a thing thing so but that's so i thought you know they had a little love thing going on the usher thing threw me off and then i've been looking at him sideways ever since but they looked like they had gotten back to like it, i think after the usher thing it looked like they were separated or broken up or whatever but then it looked like after that she posted pictures of them so it looked like maybe they were trying to work through it but the violence mm -mm, that's a that's a big no for me i'm so sorry to hear that for her um i did at the beginning you know well but maybe because mainly because his brother was um an actor i thought maybe he's not uh uh what's the um those, not a gold digger, but uh, um, you know those people that try to get with people because they have money. I can't think of the name that I'm trying to think of, but gold digger. Well, yeah, I wasn't thinking of gold, but like, like they based it's gold digger, but there's another word that I was trying to think of, but I can't think of it. But I, but I'm disappointed that that's how it is, and I'm really sad that you know he would in that he would do that. And that's crazy that his own brother was like, mm -mm, my brother ain't it. That's terrible. So I hope she gets help and that he gets help because that's a problem. But yeah, I can't imagine. I don't know. Y'all know I'd be having an exit plan for everything. I can't imagine my husband ever doing that. But listen, that is wild. That is wild. Um, yeah, and evidently he must be a bad MFer because his own brother deleted the post and then his brother made another post that was like kind of reneging and being like, you know, I never really said these things about my brother, but you, that was your Twitter. You made that mm -hmm. tweet and then you deleted it. So I just hope, what does Evie say earlier this year? I hope they find healing. You know, he said, find God and find healing. <laughs> I genuinely, healing. right. I genuinely hope that though, because a person who is, responding to the stressors of life that way um mm. who can only imagine why you know mm -hmm. they have to be a broken at a level that yeah. i cannot relate with terribly yeah. sad yeah we need yeah they they need jesus because that's mm, very sad so i did also have some hot topic stuff that i wanted to bring up so i was scrolling through the through social media and i saw this post and i want you guys's opinion so you guys are familiar with um instacart and and the and the like i've never used it but you know this woman um it was a lovely african -Amer african american woman she was the who did all delivery person huh who did all that shopping yes so she this this uh, uh look i saw the woman i didn't see the man but it looks like a Caucasian couple. They ordered $400 worth of groceries. And mind you, it's not like bags of chips. It's like cases of drinks and heavy things and all that. So she delivers this stuff to their house and they didn't give her a tip. So she was upset. And so she 
um, started to pack the things back up and they're arguing with her, recording her because she's like, I'm taking this back to the store. Like I did all this work and for y'all not to give me a tip is wrong. And they were arguing with her. Well, it, it doesn't, the tip is, is not required and you're stealing our stuff. She's like, I'm not stealing it. I'm returning it to the store. You can reorder it and somebody else can bring it. But they're like, well, you're just wasting time. She's like, I'd rather waste time than to give you all this stuff because I just, if you don't think I'm worth, I'm worth the tip, then you can get another driver. So that's kind of the gist of the story. And the, the post uh, posed a question as, who do you think is wrong in the scenario? So I'll let you guys answer. Who do you think is wrong in the scenario? First of all, I think the people who are putting these fake scenarios online are wrong. I get it. They're great things for us to talk about because I was really invested in the cheesecake one. And then I turned out it was a whole acting situation. Did y'all know I don't that? think this one was yeah. acting. So the one, okay. that one was the one that Sabrina, Sabrina, the one you're mentioning definitely was an acting one, but the other one is not um, an acting one. But for me, um, so like for me, the, 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 the person who tried to take the stuff back, the black lady, she was wrong. Right. You and you're wrong, wrong only because you're wrong only because whether you do Instacart, whether you do DoorDash, whether you do Uber Eats, whether you see everything you accept. Like it's exactly. not like you make the delivery and then you get tipped. Like that's not oh, how it works. Like, okay. Now there are it. some people. There are some people. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll use myself for example. EB at times does a normal tip. Like sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's 15, sometimes it's 18, depending on what I'm ordering. Sometimes it's because of my, my, my the way my mind works, the way my like budgets and seeing stuff on my bank statements where I'm like, for example, oh, it's 42. I'll use an example. Oh, it's 42.20. Okay. I need it to just say $50. So I'm just going to give you 780 or whatever, just so I mm-hmm. just had the peace of mind. So on my on, on my banking statement, I could just see $50 flat went to Uber Eats, right? And sometimes I'd be like, oh, let's just do the 15%. Then it goes up to like 45 something or 47 or something like that, just an example, right? And then I'd be like, oh, let's, let me round it to 65 or 55. You get to accept or not accept any order or service charge. That's up to you. But me as a consumer, my product is for you to deliver the items. That's all That's all it is. I purchased these items because I didn't purchase these items from you. I purchased mm-hmm. these items from Publix. Your job mm-hmm. is to just bring them to me. It's up to me. It's Tipping is optional. But you, as the Instacart employee, you accepted this no-tip order. I don't know if you expect it on your commute or maybe I would go back into the app and say, oh, dang, I probably should really give them a tip. Like So that's on you and that's on your negligence. Um, or I would say I'm not doing your due diligence um, to just accept a zero tip order. Cause you don't know, maybe that, maybe they would have got all of it and be like, Oh snap, we didn't tip. Cause even after the service is done, most apps, I haven't used Instacart in years, but most apps, Instacart, Walmart, Uber, DoorDash, they'll ask you after how is your service? Would you like to add a tip or would you like to give more than what you gave? Like almost all of them do that once service is completed. Cause that's part of their rating and reviews and all of that. So you don't know. Maybe they could have looked and be like, oh, snap, we didn't even leave a tip, honey. Oh, just give them $10. Give them $20. Give them $30. I don't know. Like, it could have been anything of that nature. Um, And then now, I don't know all the causes, but sometimes those moments will cause for you to get banned from Instacart. And now mm-hmm. you got to figure out a new side hustle or a new job. Because for some people, that's their full-time jobs at times. Like, exactly. I was talking to a guy who does DoorDash, and he was like, he does... He makes like two grand. He make, he does DoorDash and Uber Eats. He said he made like two two grand a week or whatever, but he works six days a week, 12 hour days. And I'm like, oh, I'm mm, good. I, I, 
Like that, mm-hmm. that sounds great, but I can't do that six days a week. Like I, I barely like being at my own job right now. And yes, it's less <laughs> money, but I can't. Don't make me no call. <laughs> Ain't no way I can do that. I say 12 hour days, six days a week. So I'm doing one, like one day of freedom just to say I get to pick my own schedule. Nah. But then when he said mm-hmm. two grand, I'm like, Hey, that's like eight a month. Now, granted, I know it's some ebbs and flows in that where it mm-hmm. might be something, but I'm like, that's some good money to just drive around. But then I'm like, but then you got your but when you gonna spend a lot it? of mileage. You're gonna right. spend it. You're gonna go. Like, spend it's it. too much. Sharika, he okay. only offered Sunday. Only, that's yeah, true. Day. That is <laughs> true. You can't even go on vacation because you ain't getting paid. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, so I would say I'm going with the consumers on this one. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to leave you a tip. And you as the person who works for the delivery company, you chose or you accepted that no tip order. Like sometimes, just a heads up, people, if somebody cancels your order, right, they sit there and look and be like, oh, snap, I got to go all the way there and pick up that. And I'm only getting $2? Nah. And then you see your, your either your ride or your Uber got canceled and they tell you they're looking for another driver. That's sometimes the reason for that. Where somebody <laughs> was just quick because they saw, I'm for real, because like you ask people who do oh, yeah. it, like they quit, they do it so quick because they're like, I need this job. I need it. Then they look at it and be like, oh, heck no, never mind. It ain't like, worth I ain't it. doing that for that. It ain't worth it. So cancel this one. Go, go to the next person. Somebody else can get this one. But that's where I'm at on that one. Yeah, I agree with you, Evie. It's giving entitlement. Um, You have this job and you might or you might not get a tip. Now, maybe you took the $400 job because you assumed you would get a bigger tip, but we all know what they say about assuming. Mm -hmm. It makes it out of you and me. Now, (laughs) would it have been nice for them? Absolutely. But it's just like when you do something kind for a stranger. If you see a homeless person and they're minding their own business and you go give them some food and they don't say a thank you or nothing to you, guess what? That's okay. Yeah, That's their prerogative. My mom taught me a long time ago as a kid, if you're only doing good for people because you think you're going to get something back, then just don't even do the good. Now, this isn't quite that. You know, mm-hmm. she was doing a job. But if for me and my mind, that same messaging, that same lesson comes into play. Like if they would have tipped her well, nice. And that would have been the right thing to do. But look around America. How many people are doing the right thing to do? sounds good is a saying for a reason because it sounds good but the reality <laughs> is it probably ain't going to go that way so i do think it was wrong they signed they paid for a job to get done you signed up to work to do that job everything else is extra and optional so sorry sharika how did how did you feel about it well now that i learned that the tip you if you were gonna get tip you would have known that before you took the job now i'm definitely like well ma'am you shouldn't like you were hoping that they were gonna tip you but obviously there was no guarantee of that because it didn't state that when you took the job so then you can't expect that it might happen you know especially when they said the tipping is optional and the people were like well she was like they were like well if the tipping is optional if you got a problem you need to talk to instacart people the people that employ you but on our end it's optional and so on on that note i i mean like i did feel like dang you had this lady lifting all these heavy things and doing all that and you didn't tip her but if it's optional then that means you have an option not to do it. And they opted not. <laughs> you so, signed up for that job. That's like. Exactly. That's, they didn't like, have her I'm doing that. Times, she had herself doing that. I'm thinking at times where we drove, like, because um, y'all know this event, but like, we would drive a group to TYI. We're on a bus 12, 13, 14 hours. Where it was sometimes where, like, I would have to make, I don't say I wouldn't have to. Let me take it back. Every time I would make an executive decision where I would call ahead at a local McDonald's at, like, in South Carolina on the way up or whatever and say, hey, we're coming with a group about X amount. 
we need 100 McGriddles and 100 chicken biscuits and 50 hash browns just to limit everybody else. Mm -hmm. Like, because I would encourage people to go in, like, if you got to wash your face, do that. If you got to brush your teeth, but please, let's not waste time ordering. Because some of y'all, like, it's the same McDonald's, the same McDonald's, the same one you got at the crib, but y'all get up to the register and it's, uh, um, <laughs> uh, no, it's like, it's the same stuff. Like, just, you should know what you want when you walk into certain places, especially with these type of groups. Now, you on your personal date, you on your own time, that's great. But it's common courtesy when you're in these big groups that you look out for other people. It's not just about you. So I would do those mass orders. I would call and then you get them like, are you serious? Are you sure you want a hundred? And I'm like, why? Like, why are you giving me an attitude? I, I didn't tell you to work here. Like, you should know that this comes with it. Like, there's going to be times where you get big orders. There's going to be times when you get large church groups, sporting, um, sporting teams, big, like whatever. You're going to get masses of people. Same thing with this. Like, that's like somebody coming right now, cutting my grass and then they get done. And I'm, I'm like, Oh, how much? Oh, $40. Here you go. Oh, there's no tip. And then everything that they just did, they just blew it right back on the sidewalk or they just <laughs> mess up. Like that makes no right. sense. Like, you, like I was paying you for a service. Like there should be no, I there should be nothing in your head. And I would love to know because those also those type of big orders because of service charges and because of increased prices um, at these stores when you go this route. I would love to know what her batch earnings was for that pickup because I would bet I would bet you I would bet you she made more than whatever the average is in America as far as hourly salary. And I'm pretty sure it probably mm. didn't take an hour to do all that. But I would mm. bet her batch that she probably walked away with was probably twenty five to. 30 or 40 dollars because most of them range are between eight to ten percent so that's the only reason i'm giving out those numbers like there's people who get a batch they'll do an order for like 20 20 25 dollars and they'll walk away with like six seven dollars from just a, grabbing a few items and you only notice because you you know you play around with it you think about different side hustles you're like uh, I, I don't, don't want to deal with people like that not on the no tipping but just because i feel like my time is precious and there's other ways that i could be trying to make side hustles then i start thinking about places where like no beef to those of our listeners who have pets but because of my allergies and my eggs my own careful pets and I don't care nothing about them. But I'm like, how about if I got to go make a delivery and it's just, it's a yard and it's a dog and it's like, oh, my dog don't bite. How does it eat? Like, why y'all say that? Like, <laughs> stop saying that to people. Like, that doesn't make me feel more comfortable because you say your dog don't bite. Like, I'm pretty sure he eats faithfully. You could just say he don't bite people, but he eat, he can he can definitely bite because he eat well. I'm a, I can see he he ain't no. I'm not talking about little chihuahuas or little little poodles and stuff that I can kick with my size ten and a half or eleven shoes. But oh no, not yeah. not the violence for the <laughs> oh definitely violence for the pets all day. Y'all never hit mosquitoes. You ain't never uh, mosquitoes? I actually did the other day. Usually I don't because I can't never even catch them. But I did get one the other day. This one was moving too slow. This time was up. You're hilarious, Evie. Not the mosquitoes. Um, <laughs> I am more curious to what Instacart pays their employees per hour because a lot of times if the business is doing what they should do, which is taking care of their employees, employees. then mm -hmm. we don't even have to have these conversations about tipping. I know there's one restaurant in America, maybe there's more, where you don't even have to tip. Because it's like Europe, like they mm. include everything in their salaries. So they're not getting paid like a dollar. And then it doesn't become yeah. back on the consumer to do what your business, if anything, she should have called the head of Instacart CEO and be like, this is ridiculous. Right. Like if you don't like the hourly rate, like it's not up to me as a consumer. I put out what I needed. 
you took on this job. I paid what I was supposed to say. Anything else is not my business. Hmm. Um, so, according to a quick Google search, an average Instacart shopper hourly pay can range anywhere from $8 per hour for an independent contractor to $21.15 an hour for personal shoppers. Ooh, and from my want? understanding, I think the personal shoppers are those who are consistent with Instacart and independent contractors are those who dibble and dabble. Like I do this for a side hustle. Like I got my nine to five, but after hours, I feel like dabbling into this other space. But I would also, like like you said, that eight, to, even that eight to 21, like how about if she made $14, $15 to just go shopping for somebody else and you still stressing a tip? Like how about the people who actually got to bust their butt to make ends meet? And you not saying she doesn't, but it's like, you can't expect that because that's not a guarantee of the service or like in Sabrina, you just mentioned it. Like that's definitely right. Like companies should be doing right by their people. But also as a company, Company, like I didn't tell you specifically to apply here. Like mm-hmm. you applied and I gave you a job. So that's also up to you to be like, oh, maybe this place isn't the best place for me because like I go places and I don't always get a tip or I do all this work and people ain't looking out for me. But if like, if you, and I think you said it earlier, Sabrina, that sense of entitlement, but if you have that sense of entitlement and I can't, I can say the world, but I can specifically speak for this country because I see how we operate as a country. And it's the only place I've lived in for my 34 years, going on 35 years of life. But it's like, in this country, like that sense of entitlement will ruin you, mm. like mentally, physically, ruin. emotionally, like having having high expectations on on other people for the sake of your well-being will ruin you. Like you would hope people have maybe the same mindset or the same thought process or the same goodwill or generosity or kindness that you have. But I can tell you that that's not reality. So you have to have sometimes that dog eat dog, that dog eat dog world mentality of like, no, these people ain't going to look out for me and I got to be okay with that. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with the, I'm with, I'm with the Instacart shopper, the, the person who is receiving the goods and not the one who had to pick it up and deliver it. I have another uh, topic that I want to bring to y'all's uh, for your opinion. So I was watching this podcast and they were talking about this other podcast. So it was uh, two ladies, I believe they were friends. They had been friends and they were doing a podcast together. I guess it wasn't going well. And they um, they decided to do friendship couples. I mean, friendship counseling. So I wanted to know, would you all, is there a friend? Hell no. Not real. You would not do, you would not do counseling with your friend, EB? No, no, no. If we can't work this out, then it ain't meant to be. And that's okay. EB. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) But I'm not. I go to counseling. I will go to counseling with my best friend, my wife, and I'll go to counseling with myself. I might even go a step. I might even go a step or well, now with my son, but I might even go a step and have counseling with my dad to figure out if there's some deeply embedded trauma in the way that we were brought up. I'm not saying that was or there mm-hmm. was, but like just hearing his story of like growing up in Haiti, having your mom who in a sense was like a voodoo priest, but then you're like a, um, who engaged or partook in, in voodoo or those type of witchcraft practices. But then my grandfather, your dad, who was a pastor, like how was that growing up in that household dealing with those dynamics? Like how was their relationship? Cause they still stayed together up until they passed away or whatnot. Like, was it challenging or mentally? Like what was going through your mind when you say me and my wife are about to leave seven kids behind and get on a boat and we don't know what we're going to outside of this fairy tale that we hear of America. What was it like where you thought you landed, but you really was just on the East Coast, on the East Coast of Cuba, and these people gave you clothes because they saw you guys were wet. They gave you all bread. They gave you all 
price. They gave y'all coffee. Like, what was that hospitality like for you? And then for them to give you directions for you to go towards Key West and Miami. Like, I would find, I would go counseling through that to dig deeper into my own roots. But as far as a friend, like, one, I would love to know, not their specific situation, but like, what would lead me to that point where I'm like, me and my friends are not friending anymore? Like, and most likely for that to happen, it would have to be something very, very serious that happened where, like, ain't no counsel going to help me through this. Like, that would be something either internally for myself to figure out or for that friend to figure out. And that's why, one, because counseling or therapy costs. That's one. But I'm not, like, I ain't, because then I'm, I feel like I'm buying a friendship and that ain't happening. I buy a marriage. And I'm saying buy a marriage as in doing everything I can to make sure my wife know that I am in this for the long haul. And I'm not saying paying for her to be my friend, not that way. Mm -hmm. But in that case, as far as counseling and therapy and like, yes, let's go on a marriage retreat. Yes, let's go have this vacation away from it. Like I would do those things that married couples typically do. Um, But as far as a friend, like, like, oh, you got mad because I didn't share your posts? Like, nah, we good. That's wild. (laughs) But but friends break up because of that. Yeah, but if they're going, if you have two friends and sure, gotta be interested in this podcast because I wonder what led them to that point mm-hmm. but if you have two friends who care enough about each other to, to the point where they have to go to a counseling I would assume it's not over something trivial the right. other part of my heart that is a little bit soft towards it is the fact that we can't assume everybody has these communication these conflict resolution skills their skills because they are learned behavior and a lot of people don't have them they just simply don't whether that is what they saw in their families, whether they just never sought them out. Some people think the way they respond to things is very normal. And that quote unquote normal response causes a lot of trouble. So if you can have a third person to mediate, to not only help you learn more about yourself, another thing that a lot of people just don't do, I used to assume everybody cared about self-development and constantly growing and being willing to call out their flaws. But that's just also not a thing. So if you're working with some are dealing with somebody and they especially if you're working with two people and they are both just simply acknowledging we care about each other, but we don't have the skill set to work through this. Are you willing to learn and get the skill set with me to talk to someone? Now, Edie, you are emotionally intelligent. You have good communication skills. And honestly, most of the people, well, I don't know all the people in your inner circle, but I would wager just from my years of knowing you that everyone in your inner circle has those skills. You'll never have to worry about that. But a lot of people don't. So I see it for them. I am trying to think, of the friends that I know, if somebody came to me and was like, Sabrina, this thing happened. I want to go to, I, I would want to have a conversation with them before the counseling because I'm like, I want to see if we can figure this out together first. Um, and this is going to sound bad after everything I said to Evie, but I feel like if it got to the place where we needed that, I'm like, we're good. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think though, like, no, I told I y'all I have one friend from the Caucus Mountains and I'm like, oh, she's on a tightrope. But I'm like, if she was ever like, cause I have called her out. And honestly, for the listeners, she knows I'd be calling her out about the things she says about black people. Black people are diverse people. Like, we're not all the same. Don't try to lump us in. And if you say something sideways, you're going to get the call out. And if you have an attitude, we can simply not be friends. That is my thought about it. Um, And I've known her for many years. And we had very good times. But if you see my people as a certain way in a negative light, then I cannot rock with you, period. So if she was ever like, well, can we go to count? Honestly, for her, I may. 
only because I do care if I can help one one person in the world be less discriminatory or have less bigoted ideas about black people. I'm like, sure. But I'm trying to think if it was any other thing, like Edie said, a Facebook status or because in my mind, I'm like, if we're such close friends, we're giving each other the benefit of the doubt. So why has it got to be all this? It feels too relationship e for me. I will go to Doug with Doug to counseling, but I don't know, Edie. I think I'm on your side. Like, I don't know that I would do it. Sharika, would you? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Okay. I will, let's, and let me ask, ask this question. Have you had a good friend of yours that your relationship ended? Could be anybody's fault. It ended and you still felt a way about it. Like what, you yeah. know, like, yeah. So, so it was it, two, well, two that always come up to mind. I'll be brief with, I'll be clear and concise. One of them was, um, and it doesn't matter now because Mary would legit, but like, um, when I was a relationship and this was like high school into like a year or two after high school or whatnot. And then it was more so of just distance became an issue. And I would say what seems to be my lifestyle of just knowing that I couldn't be who I always was because I saw who God was calling me to be. And then she just really wasn't on that. And it kind of like just stopped talking. And it was just like, just became distant. And then, but her peers, right? Like her circle of friends would always say, like she was asking about me and I'm like, okay, well, it's not like still the same number since middle school, high school, after high school, still the same number now. So it's not hard um, to get in touch with me. And then like, I'm pretty sure she can see what I like all everything on social media is public. So like, I ain't trying that hard to like, don't ask about me. Just come find me specifically. Like, they ain't gonna be able to tell you much. And then another one was just, you know, just childhood friends that you've had through the years where you just go to different high schools and ain't no beef, but you just, oh, like we ain't got no, like if we see each other, it'll be cordial, but I can't necessarily say you're my friend. Like you wouldn't be the person that I would call if I'm down on my luck, if I needed some money or if stuff was tough or if I had a flat tire, like, you know, you wouldn't be one of those first phone calls. But if I see you in the street, it'll be like, oh, what's up, man? It's been so long. But like elementary, middle school, even high school, knew of each other, was still solid. And then, you know, you just grow apart because of life. But there's nobody right now who I can say, hey, I think we should go to counseling now. I think, Serena, you hit it on the head as far as emotional intelligence and people know how to effectively communicate. Because most times, and that's one of the good things about counseling or therapy, which I, I think all three of us would say we recommend, um, it's always finding what's that thing beneath the thing, as my mentor or friend Steve Carter would say, or what's the root cause you <laughs> of some mm. of these issues. Like I know of peer groups where people have not become not are not friends anymore because somebody didn't want to split a bill like on a gathering of seven or eight people. And it was just like, oh, like you really don't want to put eight dollars in because you didn't divulge in any of this. Now granted I can see both sides of it, but it's like that's not that big of a deal. Then the person pays their own thing, everybody get mad, or some people get mad and say everybody. And then it's like, oh now we're not even talking or we're mad. And it's like uh, it gotta be something else. Like y'all really not beefing or not friends anymore for eight dollars like mm. and i i used to get upset at those sometimes those conversations that i would overhear um in my home um and i'm like why like why you just call me like just use our card like let's let's not let your other friends especially when you can get caught in the crossfire of those type of situations but like don't let your friends just go out like that like you want to take some people responsibility and um i guess conflict resolution but then other times it's like if it can be avoided, like, okay, just swipe the card. It's not that big of a deal. We'll be okay. But, but I, see, I, and, I, and I now I that I hear EB speaking, I'm like, you know, there was maybe a friend that, that I would have gone to counseling, but when I was younger, right? Yeah. Because once again, I feel we didn't have those skills. And mm -hmm. 
we had been, I'm going to put friends in quotation marks. I always felt like we were more associates, acquaintances. Well, uh, no, because like we grew up, we've known each other since fourth grade. She would come to my house weekly. We have so many great oh, memories. But, oh yeah. Like I was in her wedding, but like the more I grew up into myself, the more I realized, oh, the way you treat me is not a, in line with my values and morals. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put up with this anymore. And she actually would came to like my 30th birthday party she just happened to be in town and after that she gave me this whole thing like I was really proud of myself I didn't know I did this but she was like I don't know what happened like senior you told me like we weren't friends you said that you were good on me basically and I was like I did I truly don't remember this I thought I was really quiet until I went through what I went through with the Salvation Army in the Carolinas but I was like oh I guess I've been on it like hey like this isn't it so I do wish sometimes that we had had some form of counseling because I could say to her like the way you treated me because I was a friend in the group who had darker skin and like nappier hair like that wasn't cool and I just didn't care to be around that and I love you as a person but if you only see me as that like if I'm the friend because I'm not the cutest in the group and I'm the one y'all can rag on then I'm good like that's why I didn't F with y'all anymore and maybe she could speak to that and in her mind we are still every year she sends me a message on my birthday and our birthdays are in the same month and I don't do the same one year when I just wasn't on social media no this was at least two or three years she sent the message to my sister to make sure it would get to me like she has great love for me but I love her as a person I love her for other people but not for myself because even when I showed up to her wedding she looked at me and was like that's how you should have looked in high school and I wanted to be like this is why I don't F with you you know but I just also feel like for me those conversations aren't worth having because I'm an adult I don't hang I have quality people in my life so I don't care how you see me I don't care about those little digs you know but she's always been a little digger and she wasn't the only one in that particular group so I just neglected them and I hung out with my other friends and then it turns out they felt neglected and I'm like but y'all are bitches so what do you really want but I would love probably would have loved to have like a conversation where somebody could mediate that because mm-hmm. I know she'll always be in my life but for me I do feel some type of way and I'm just responding and not the most mature way because my response to that is to kind of just it's not that I ice her out she lives in a different state when she hits me up I respond I just don't give it any energy like she just doesn't exist to me unless she's reaching out to me but you're right Sharika I do feel like maybe in some situations it's like oh I mean like I had a friend who I, I like a very very close friend and we're no longer friends anymore and I don't know why so I'm like and I literally asked the person like did I do something is there a problem they never said so and they they did no but I was you like, were brave did I? enough to even ask I they're asked. working through their own trauma and they don't know how to share that because some people and be that's why you might need help and counseling yeah, yeah but that's not I a friendship thing so I agree with that but that's not a friendship thing of like why we lost a friendship that's this person like in, and I don't know like I don't need yeah. to know the person don't need to know the situation but in these cases it's like deep down inside we're still friends and I say this because it's like I have no beef with you like if we talk we talk like there's nothing but you're going through so much that you feel embarrassed enough that you can't tell me and in those moments it's like not necessarily counseling or therapy but it's like where it like where, where do you see me as am i too good of a friend quote unquote where you you will feel embarrassed to share this and because of your situation or in light of whatever you're going through or am i not a friend am i not a good good enough friend to you where you feel like you can even come to me to share this so i can totally understand some form of 
I guess communication or having, because sometimes they might even take a mediator, not even like a counselor or a therapist. Now, we all know counselors and therapists are great. I am um, mm-hmm. an advocate for it. I support it. But like, sometimes that's just the other person dealing with whatever, yeah. I don't want to say demons, but whatever dark stuff that they're dealing with. But it's not really a come to Jesus moment for the three of us. It's like, no, you need to go to counseling so you can work through your hurt. <laughs> And you need to find God and heal. Because when you do find God and when you do heal, you're going to be like, I'm so sorry I, I didn't tell you I was going through this. I'm so sorry I didn't reach out to you. This is how I was feeling. Because they, they don't know how to decompress. They don't know how to decompress from their tough days or they don't know how to share what they're going through. And like, it sucks because like we, and I can't speak for other places because I haven't lived in other places, but that's also one of the things that we in America deal with where we don't even want people to share those moments because mm. for some people, it's like a sign of weakness. It's a sign of not being good enough or it's a sign of somebody struggling. And it's like, this makes no sense. Like I should be able to come to other people. And that's why, at least here at the kickback, I can't speak for everybody else, but at least here at the kickback, why we say find God, because throughout scriptures, you'll see where God is telling you, right, to, in a sense, confess your sins to one another. Like we ain't talking mm-hmm. about going to the True. local Catholic church and going to the priest and sitting in the hall and he the only one that can help you out. No, like have that accountability with the person that you call your friend. Like have those, those what we would consider small groups or those little clusters or your band, your squad, your clique, your crew, where you confess to your friends, you share those burdens with one another, you love one another, you hold each other accountable. Because in those moments where you're going through it, like there's some people who want to help you, but they don't even know how because you haven't shared that you're even hurting. It's like for some of us, mm. um, I was actually telling this to like, and yeah. shout out to Tim and shout out to Vontae and shout out JP. We was actually just talking about this earlier today. But like for some of us, it's like we hold on to a sharp edge of a knife and we keep squeezing it. And we don't know the amount of destruction that that knife is causing until we let go where somebody can come and render some form of aid to help us out through that hurting and and to help out that bleeding. But when you're just sitting there holding on to either that sin, when you're holding on to that hurt, when you're holding on to that hang up, when you're holding on to that addiction, like you don't even know how much is tearing you up because you feel like like there's nobody else who cares. But once you let go, people are going to see that blood and they're going to render aid to you and you're going to find healing. So I encourage people, if you do have a friend that you feel like either you haven't talked to in a while or you feel like this, that, and the third, if you're hearing this podcast, you're like, oh, maybe I should check in on this person. I would encourage you to text them, call them, do whatever you got to do now because tomorrow is not promised. And that person is probably waiting to hear from you. Or they probably don't care to hear from you. They probably don't want to talk to you (laughs) another day. Yeah, but you will never know. People be caring, Sharika, but sometimes people just don't have the words. And sometimes when you're met with such honesty, like you were very vulnerable. I've always said on the podcast, you have a big heart and you cared enough to be like, I'm going to do what might feel awkward and just be like, hey, something's off. What's going on? And because people aren't always used to that or ready for that. Maybe she was just shocked until I'd rather just say nothing because she doesn't even know how, or she feels embarrassed by her behavior. There's so many different reasons, but I think ultimately, if that is something that you really care about, it's never too late because like Edie said, people have so much going on. There are different reasons they're hurting. There are different seasons. If, if it still like comes to your mind and gives discomfort in your spirit to this day, then I would try again and I'd be like, Hey, just thinking about you. So much love for you. 
Uh, well, never mind. Well, only because, you know, it's like after a while, like, I, and I get EB saying, and that person could have their own trauma and tragedy going out, but now hey. I became a casualty in the situation. And now <laughs> I'm hurt. And I'm like, you know what? I'm only going to extend myself, but so much. And then I'm like, well, obviously, maybe for them, this relationship wasn't worth it enough or whatever, or maybe they can't get past their own things. That, I mean, I don't know. There is, there could be a million reasons why, but like, I, like, I don't want to keep throwing myself on the sword. Because, it, it, you know, especially, but it's like crazy when you add like 20 years or like a crazy amount, maybe not that long, but a lot of years you've invested in someone's life and they've invested in yours. And then it just be like, poof, it's gone. It, it, that I can understand why, pe- why people would want to do counseling. And even if it's just counseling to say goodbye, I'm cool with that too. It is nice when you can have closure. But one thing life has taught me is that that is something else that is optional and not guaranteed. You got to learn to have closure without the closure sometimes. And it sucks. And the crazy part is I've never, when people used to say that about like relationships with their significant other, I never felt like, I would be like, bye. I never, but in this is the only relationship in my life that I'm like, I feel unsettled here. I've never felt that way about anybody or anything else or, or, and and it's not even, it wasn't, it was a literal friendship, not even a romantic relationship, but I never felt that about no romantic relationship. This, I'm like, hmm, I wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind some closure. I don't know what it would do for me, but maybe I don't, maybe, maybe. Maybe I won't be able to handle it at this point. <laughs> you, <laughs> you never right know, girl. You never know. You never know. Well, <laughs> speaking of closure, well, no, there's no seg- segue to this, but I'm driving around Newport, Rhode Island, and I oh, just saw the Salvation Army Corps. Yes, we're there. We're going to see the Breakers, and then for Connecticut, we're going to go to Mark Twain's Museum, and then for mm. Boston, I'm trying to go to Harvard just so I can say I've seen Harvard. Doug's not about that life because there's so much rich history, like the Freedom Trail, the Boston Tea Party Museum, um, a lot of other things. So we'll see. But we have that map and we'll get a picture in every state and some exploration. But I was excited to see the Salvation Army Corps because we are now at the part of our podcast where we talk about scripture. And this week it comes from God's word in Mark chapter 14, really verses 48 through 52. This is when the people were coming for Jesus. And Jesus said to them, what is this coming after me with swords and clubs as if I were a dangerous criminal? Day after day, I've been sitting in the temple teaching and you've never so much as lifted a hand against me. What you have in fact done is confirm the prophetic writings. All the disciples bailed on him. A young man was following along. All he had on was a bed sheet. Some of the men grabbed him, but he got away running off naked, leaving them holding the sheet. So much to unpack here. Okay, first of all, why was there even somebody with them who only had on a bed sheet? <laughs> um, the fact that Jesus, I love the way Jesus would pop off and the message captures it so beautifully. Like Jesus is like, not only y'all could have got me any day, but I'm just here fulfilling the prophecy. And you know, that really made them mad. And the disciples literally bailed on him after that. So much so that somebody was like, I'd rather be naked than be over here where Jesus at because he's about to get got. I'm like, dang, it just made me laugh. And on a serious note, I just want to say once again to Kiki, I'm really proud of you for being brave and getting away. Because some people will be like, well, now I have this baby. What about the optics? It doesn't matter. If safety mm-hmm. is a concern, do what you got to do. Be like the disciple with the bed sheet and run away naked if you have to. Bebe, yeah. what are you <laughs> what are you expounding on today? Um, not expounding on much except for shout out to those few states and those few, I would say districts, counties, um, areas where um people got out and voted. Um, whether you voted left, 
whether you voted right, whether you felt like you voted down the middle, whether you voted on people or you voted on policy. It was just interesting to see places that people thought were guaranteed to go one way, go the opposite way. Um, and that's why it's just a reminder of why elections are important. Um, I know a few of my people from Warner Haven listen. I was disappointed in um, my hometown of Warner Haven and their voting. Like for county commissioners, it was about just 1,100 people um, in a city that has almost 10 to 15, um, 10 to 15 times more than that on average as far as um, eligible voters to only see like 1,100 people or so. And I think one of the winners, at least and one of the seats had like three or four hundred votes. And I'm not trying to compare myself to other people, but some days I'm like, my high school class alone would be able to get me 300, 400 votes to be run for a county commissioner if that's the case. Like, I feel like my social media presence of my hometown will be able to do that. Um, now, granted, some of my peers wouldn't be able to vote because of them being convicted felons and not having their rights um, to do so. But there's a decent amount of others and their, their, their sphere of influence and their family who I think could. But please, guys, like this, you know, the world waits... Um, on no one, I'll say that. But the world also waits on you to vote. So if you are an eligible voter and you have some form of interest in what happens in the day-to-day life of each and every one of us, from inflation to school choice to how we deal with our defense budget to all types of stuff, I don't know. The world is just crazy. Um, just get out and vote, please. Don't don't be one of those people. Um, but that's all I got. Just pay attention to your local and state and national elections. Um, shout out to the most recent um, Republican debate. Shout out to our governor. Looked like he was wearing high heels, according to those who are on Instagram, and how he couldn't walk in the shoes that he had on. Um, and him basically, I won't say making a fool of himself, but looking like he doesn't have a chance and look like former President Donald Trump still has a chokehold on society mm. um, to be likely the Republican nominee for 2024. And some even saying that he could still be the nominee, even if he is. Um, deemed guilty by the charges that are pending him in New York and in Georgia. It's just funny. It's just crazy. But just pay attention. Wow. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I got a quick recommend. It's the Kind Protein Bars, the peanut butter ones. A lot of when you're craving a snack, it's really the protein that's going to fill you up and be that that boy or that girl for you. Uh, whatever your preference. So check out the Kind Protein bars, the peanut butter ones. They're really, really good. All right. My recommend is similar to what Sabrina just told y'all she's doing as far as hitting these three northeast um, states of Rhode Island, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. My recommend to you as you go throughout this November and December, those either weekends or days or maybe Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas break, if you have off, take time to travel. Traveling is a beautiful thing. And even if you feel like you're on a friendly budget and you can't afford it, trust me, there are some cost effective ways to make things happen for what you want. Maybe you just cut out Starbucks for the month or maybe you limit your out. I guess I'll say out of the house meals just for a week or two. And you'll notice how you can make things happen um, even on your tight budgets. Sharika, what you got for the people? Or maybe you join the um the Instacart and, and, and take that lady's job that's about to get let go. Um, my recommend is a movie on Netflix. It is called Love at First Sight. It's about these these young people who met on a plane and their story. It was cute. So that's my recommend for you guys. All right, that's the three. As always, um, if life tries to knock you down, call that friend first and then kick back. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. Make sure you kick back. <laughs>